Uh, speaking of what your brain is, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. All right, let's uh, start. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Your P's and Q's. Uh, my name is Parker. This is my buddy, Quentin. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is the show where we talk about the world, culture, and everything in between. I think that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's what we decided That is it. On. Yeah, that's what we decided on. I keep wanting to add life for some reason, man. It's because we talk about life. You know? We do. It's just a we fact. We really do. Anyways, how's it going, man? What's going on in your life? What's new? Tell me, tell me a little bit about you. Well, as we are recording, it is the 20th of December, five days away from Christmas. Christmas. Christmas, everybody. Uh, I just finished buying all my Christmas gifts, which I'm gonna, I'm buying all my uh, young family members, all my cousins, silver, uh, just because I think it's a, it's a cool gift and a nice long-term investment. It is. Yeah. And, uh. Did you get them some long johns, too? I did not get anybody long johns. That was a, that's a great idea. I should have. You didn't want to get them long johns and silver. No, I, so you could tell them I got you long john silvers, and then they'll be like, "What? No, that's a terrible gift." And then you give it to them, and then they're like, "What long johns? Oh, and silver!" And then they're gonna be really happy. Dude, that is a great idea. If you have any yobbles. <laughs> clockwork orange yeah man there's been a lot of good movies on netflix i know we're not on netflix news yet but there's been a lot of good movies on netflix recently i'm excited to uh talk about it yeah yeah well i mean if you want to just roll into it yeah let's go with uh netflix news anyways so yeah what's going on with netflix man tell me Netflix is looking pretty good, man. There's a lot of new shows out, or at least if they're not out, they're coming out soon. Um, Aren't we uh, coming up on the time which The Office comes off of Netflix? The end of this year, so uh, December 31st, is getting taken off of uh, Netflix. So no longer will The Office be on Netflix. Uh, It said that it's moving to another streaming service, which is NBC's Universal Streaming Service, Peacock. So, yeah, if you uh, want to watch The Office, you're going to have to watch it on good old NBC. They, Yeah, if you uh, if you get Peacock, you'll have access to like 30 Rock, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Dateline, Law & Order, SVU, Saturday Night Live, things like that. So, if you're interested in watching The Office after December 31st, it looks like you're going to have to find a different way to do it, which would be Peacock. That's a shame, man. I'm going to miss The Office. Dude. And we've been talking about it. Well, not we, but I feel like the world's been talking about it for years now. What, at least a year or two? It's the been Office like, I feel like this off. whole year we've all been talking about like, yeah, The Office is going to leave Netflix and we've all just been waiting. But it seems like longer than that. Or maybe just 2020 seems longer than 2020 a year. seems like a long year. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, dude, it's crazy that, that this is happening i mean i feel like a lot of the reason i got netflix originally was to watch the office and things like that, that was like one of the first shows i watched on netflix so the i mean that is a staple of netflix to this day and it's been on netflix for years now yeah to this day it's still trending top 10 i'm pretty least, sure i got i got netflix in 2013 i think 2014 and when i got netflix the office was on netflix so if that tells you anything about how long it's been on there it's been at least five. I mean, I would say at least five years. I'm not sure. They may have taken it off at one point and brought it back or whatever, but... So, there's a new season of Cobra Kai coming on in uh, January 3rd. 
Wow, that's yeah. sooner than I expected. Right? Especially Cobra Kai just came to Netflix, like, what, not that long ago? Oh, not long ago at all. They really pushed through that. I mean, they... Yeah, it's a Netflix series now, I guess, because it's marketed it, as a Netflix series. It was so. a YouTube series when it yeah. started. I guess that I guess it got too expensive for them. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't think YouTube makes a lot of shows, do they? I mean, I don't think they they don't nearly have probably the capabilities of Netflix. I mean, Netflix makes a lot of shows now. That's a good question because YouTube. I love YouTube. I watch YouTube daily basis, hours at a time. It's probably scary how much YouTube I watch. But a lot of it is creator original content. And YouTube will occasionally, occasionally sponsor a show like uh, Mr. Maddie from uh, Game Theory and Film Theory, one of the most popular YouTube channels. I love Ma- uh, Maddie. Yeah. Um, not Mr. Matt. I'm thinking of Mr. Maddie Plays. <laughs> I'm thinking of Maddie from Game Theory. But uh, yeah, he had, I think, not one, maybe even two TV shows that were sponsored by YouTube. The thing is, you can only watch those shows if you have YouTube Premium, and not a lot of people have YouTube Premium. Yeah, no, I don't. I know I don't. And that's the beauty about YouTube is most of the content is free, and it's and it's great content. A lot of the original creator content is fantastic. I mean, just yeah. look at Internet Historian, uh, PewDiePie. I've been subscribed to PewDiePie for over a decade, and even though I don't watch them on a daily basis. PewDiePie is just fun to watch sometimes, just to kill some time. Yeah. But going back to Netflix with some original content, uh, I'm pretty anxious to see how the their adaptation of Avatar The Last Airbender turns out. I've been recently re-watching it, and I don't know, man. It's a... Uh, is I think this the live-action one? It is a live-action one, so they're remaking the show live-action. Now, originally, the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender were involved with the project. So, for the beginning of it, they were kind of heading it, and Netflix was like, yeah, we want to, we want to do this right. Uh, they've actually pulled out since. They are done. They, they said that they didn't want to do it. I guess they were originally told that they were going to be able to get their freedom to do whatever they wanted. I don't know... If that is why they left, I don't know what exactly happened, but the original creators are no longer, at least the last thing I read, no longer involved. That's a shame. Well, I guess, uh, I mean, that happens all the time, especially in Disney movies. Um, there more than once been directors that were supposed to direct uh, a certain Star Wars film or even the Marvel films. Yeah. The Star Wars and Marvel films, both owned by Disney. There have been several times where directors were told what to do. Well, no, I mean, it's like pretty... Iron uh, Man 3 was one of them. It's pretty crazy, though, because Avatar The Last Airbender is, is one of the, like, in my opinion, one of the best cartoons ever made. It was, uh, it was, I think it was well done. The story is fantastic, and it was really unfortunate when M. Night Shyamalan made his version of it. And it was not very good. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, he kind of tried to take a serious look at it, right? Like, try to make it a serious tone kind of? I'm, I'm not sure, dude. I remember watching it in theaters when I was younger. And I was excited for it because I loved that show. And being really disappointed with it. I don't really know. I think they just didn't... He just didn't really follow it very well he took his own adaptation of it and it just wasn't because i think it's a pretty serious show in its whole i mean it goes over a lot of like the effects of war on a civilization and things like that that are pretty growing up too 
like in 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 a bad relationship even like a you know parental i was watching a video on it earlier and it was talking about how like uh who who's the kid the the fire nation kid with the scar he had a bad relationship prince zuko yeah and he had a bad relationship with his dad he yeah. even talked about stuff like that obviously i watched the show um <laughs> but i haven't watched it all the way full i i do uh appreciate it though because i i know a lot of people that I respect, such as yourself, that I have a high opinion of, as far as their opinion on shows, they really like Avatar. Yeah, it's um, an amazing one show. One of those I need to watch, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's got, uh, I mean, it is a kid's show, but it's got a lot of serious undertones to it. It's got a lot of uh, character development, which is awesome. It's really cool. It's got like it's a lot of like grow. subtle things, too, that are just neat to notice. So, um, <clears throat> another show that's coming up soon, uh, season three of Disenchantment. I haven't January seen 15th. season one or two, so. You haven't seen Disenchantment? No, what's it about? Matt Groening, same guy that did Simpsons and Futurama. What's it about? It's like a medieval version of Futurama, uh, not a medieval version of Futurama, but it's Matt Groening's take on like a medieval landscape. So it's it's all about a princess that really doesn't want to be a princess. Like she's really rough and tumble. She wants to go out and fight and drink with the boys. And she ends up meeting an elf that was thrown out of the elf kingdom because he wasn't he like he was a really dumb elf. Yeah. And then a demon is sent to curse the princess, but instead the demon like really takes a liking to the princess and the demon's like a uh, a super powered cat basically. Like he acts like a cat, he even kind of looks like a cat but he's he's a freaking demon like he can do crazy things but aren't cats demons anyways that's a good point at least your brother's cat oh Oh. i'm just kidding kidding. zach if you're listening to this i love your cat yeah your cat is pretty cute He, he can be a little mean every now and again yeah man so uh i know we were talking about it a lot earlier but i started a new book recently called taming the mind it's a pretty interesting book about uh, Buddhist practice and practical techniques to help us gain a more spacious perspective on both relationships and uh, with ourselves. And so it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's just a guideline for how to practice freeing ourselves from your weight. It descri- okay, the book describes how our mind and heart, not the external world, is the ultimate source of our happiness. So basically it goes over like practicing Buddhism and uh, how to get into the mindset and how to get into a Buddhist perspective, which is really pretty interesting. That's uh, We talked about it earlier. Uh, it's kind of like the, the Tao Te Ching is a Buddhist mindset. Almost You said earlier almost like an introductory to Buddhism. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you explain some of the tenets? Like what? What are the, what are the fundamental beliefs? That yeah. You, what you understand? Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm pretty fresh into it. So if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, everybody. But no, like Buddhism is uh, it, it's all about uh, finding happiness and in, internally rather than externally, and really like finding enlightenment. And so enlightenment is made up of a lot of different things that I probably won't dive too much into because I may. I risk being more and more wrong the more I talk about it. But yeah, Buddhism is really interesting because it doesn't exactly focus on where we came from or what the world, like where the world came from, you know, how we got here or whatever. Uh, It just focuses more on cleansing your soul. And so it focuses on like the effect that you have in the current world and like how you can 
uh, have a positive in- impact rather than a negative and things like that. So, yeah, you were talking about mind stream. Yeah. Right? So like, yeah, the mind stream that's, is that's like a the very interesting concept. I yeah, like the, that. the mind stream is the con- like the continuity of your mind and like the your consciousness and like the things that you do. Uh, and then you know, once you die, your mind or your mind stream wants to continue, and what it does is it grasps to another body. And that's where, like, the idea of reincarnation comes from is, you know, if you haven't achieved achieved enlightenment, your body wants to come back. And there's actually people in Buddhism that, like, have achieved that level of enlightenment where they could be enlightened, but they, they choose to stay in the living world. And they actually choose to be reincarnated so that they continue to bring others to enlightenment. Their goal is, like, in Buddhism is to bring others. It's kind of interesting. Like, that's really cool, though. Yeah. And, um, and uh, it, one of the one of the core ideologies is like positive projection. Yeah. Right. Almost. Yeah. Just uh, it's it's about like minimizing the negative impact you're having on the world, so not succumbing to afflictions, which are like negative feelings and thoughts. So like, uh, like I said, like anger is is an affliction. This is something that like you're gonna feel a negative feeling, and then when you project that anger into the world, whether it be punching something or getting really mad and yelling at somebody those are those are negative ways to handle things rather than doing it in positive ways and so that's all like the buddhism is being able to um take those negative afflictions or i guess just afflictions and get rid of them and be positive so and understanding the world for what it is and being able to like control yourself in the world because you can't control anything else. It's really cool. That's pretty cool, man. And and you started reading it because you were just trying to, you know, find a way to help relieve yourself of just a little anxiety. Uh I mean, you know me and you know I've my fair share of anxiety. So, yeah, I mean that's that's really what made it seem interesting to me is being able to uh I don't know. I mean just different different techniques, man, different ways to to live and I think it's worth a shot and it's really interesting and I'm learning a lot. You learn a little bit about like meditation and things like that that are, you know, positive ways to alter your mind and to like make the your mind the best that you can make it. And so that's to me really cool. Yeah, because your mind is your uh your mind is your kingdom and your mind is your sanctuary. And it's your consciousness, you know? man. And, and I mean it, it is your consciousness. It is you. As far as we understand consciousness, which even the smartest people in the world can't really quite understand consciousness yet. Yeah, I mean I mean Buddhism in Buddhism they actually say that your consciousness is like your or like your mind is like your heart or like whatever. Like that's what their idea of it is. Like Yeah, it's kinda neat, man. So it's like your your personality. It is you. It is not physical. It is not a physical thing that you. I mean, your brain is, but yeah, right. Well, your your brain is, your brain is only a bunch of electrical signals that um, really uh, your brain isn't a storage bank of of stuff. A lot of people think of a brain like a hard drive, but it really isn't. <clears throat> your brain is electrical stim electrical signals that are stimulated by certain stimuli so if your if your nostrils recognize a certain smell that stimulates a certain thing in your brain right it's the same way with with ideas and philosophy and you can kind of rewire your brain through learning new things you can just 
<laughs> develop new new uh, stimuli. Uh, you can develop new stimuli. You can develop new pathways in your brain to think of ways to think in a different way than you were before. Yeah. Just by introducing your brain, your mind to new ideas. Yeah, man. it's crazy. And that's that's really what this book's about is like altering the way you think and altering the way that your life is through that. So also, uh, speaking of what your brain is, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know. Gosh, I am so happy that we live in the age that we do because – if you if uh, if you have any questions about anything, especially any ideas or any any things that happen in history, you can just look it up and you can find something educational. Yeah, or I mean, fun. you just pull it up on Yahoo Answers, and the next thing you know, <laughs> or Yahoo Answers, yeah, yeah, or Bing. Yahoo dude. Answers, Bing is always right. Yeah. It's always right, dude. dude. You can always text Cha Cha and ask them too. I use text Cha Cha at least five to six times a day. <laughs> I don't think I could function at work without texting Cha-Cha. I mean, just imagine a world without text Cha-Cha. You wouldn't be able to function. Yeah, I you can't. You'd be like, "Oh man, what's the what's the answer to what's the answer to the uh to the question of life or the question of the universe?" And he texts Cha-Cha and it tells you 42. 42, man. 42. Yeah, Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha knows everything, dude. I don't think Cha-Cha's ever wrong. Dude, without Cha-Cha, like how would I know math? What is how is math related to science? I don't know. And I can text Cha Cha. Yeah, and it'll be like, hey, dude. I feel like yeah. kids today don't know what it's like to text Cha Cha. They're missing out. They really are. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of math, did you uh, see that a new stimulus bill got passed? Dude, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, as we were sitting here, nine hundred billion dollars. Yeah, but it's only. $600 a person rather than the last $1,200 a person. And then the unemployment is at half also. So kind of interesting. So I can get really political into that because I'm really political. You are very political. So that's why <laughs> I kind of brought going, it up for you. I'm not going to um, because it could have been more. It could have been. Um, and we both agree on that. Yeah, it, it, it was more just a month ago. Um, but because of political reasons, it didn't pass. Um, but yeah, so this is Mass Live. $600 to American citizens. You know, this is good. This is good. I really wish more would have happened sooner. Um, and you can blame whoever you want to blame. But honestly, I want to say everyone is to blame, with the exception of the American people that need help. Yeah. Because a good deal, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, you can be the most virtuous person in the world. You can save orphans on the weekend. You can be just the bee's knees. But for some reason, whenever somebody steps into that House or that Senate, things happen. And for reasons that even politicians can't explain... That politics usually dictate that the powerful people get more help than the American people. And yeah. that's a shame. Yeah, I actually and it was... Doesn't, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. and, and Politics, um, man. And yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a sad shape of things. Yeah. Because even, your, even the best politicians out there that we care for, that we vote for, that we still stand behind, unfortunately have to compromise certain positions and do certain things 
just to make certain things happen. And yep. that's the nature of politics. Yep. Uh, I was actually, or I actually saw on like social media the other day, uh, probably on Facebook, that if all of the billionaires in the country that currently uh, that currently started making more money during the pandemic, so like a lot of these large corporations that have billionaires that own them that make all this money because you know people started ordering more stuff or you know people had to stay at home or whatever all these big corporations that are that rich actually like if they just gave the extra profits from coronavirus so still went back to being billionaires i mean they're not they're not losing that much but if they were to give the extra profits they would still like a each american would get like a very large amount uh like i want to say like three thousand dollars on top of that they would still be like hot like more rich or more wealthy than they were before the pandemic i totally agree with that i know what you're talking about i've seen that yeah however um and this is one of the reasons why i i've uh uh differentiated myself from parties that i used to align with politically if i i have profited off of covid Mm-hmm. Because I work in the medical industry. I'm, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I make less than $50,000 a year. Um, I I don't, I've got maybe a few thousand in my savings. I, I've got a little bit of education. I've got a decent job, but I've, I've profited in a way. I've gotten, I've gotten a lot of bonuses this year. I've gotten a couple raises this year because I work in the medical industry. Yeah. That's not the case for everybody, though. You're you're absolutely right. However, when you say that somebody that's prof, because I totally agree, Jeff Bezos has made an incredible amount of money off of off of COVID. His his well his stock price has well his wealth is like almost doubled basically yeah. this year. No, so has Elon Musk. And I love Elon Musk. I agree with everything that Elon Musk does. I give my money to Elon Musk's company because I believe in him so much. Now, they profited off of COVID, and so did I. So if they give some of their money that they profited off of COVID to everyone else, mm-hmm. and that and that's just the people that have profited off of COVID, not necessarily all billionaires, what makes them different from me? So if they give some of their money... Yeah. Because they made money off of COVID. Yeah. They've got a lot more money than me. It's the but- hoard of wealth, man. It's it's the place that we've got our country to. So, okay. So while I agree it is technically, and not technically, it is not the responsibility of these millionaires or billionaires to take care of the people. It is not. The, the, the American people, the people that are actually in suffering right now and poverty and are struggling, you know, they those people are not getting taken care of. But it's not and I'm not saying it's these people's responsibility, but it's the vast distribution or it's the distribution of wealth, man. It's the it's it's the billions and billions of dollars that if dude, if you own that much money, I mean, you know how long it would take you to make a billion dollars based on your current salary? Lifetimes. I mean, many lifetimes. Thousands of lifetimes. Thousands. But why should they give me their money? I'm not saying they should. I'm saying that there should be some sort of there's money, money that can be redistributed while still letting them have their wealth to benefit 
the people that need at it as what well. point does your success dictate how much money goes to the rest of society yeah i don't know i mean i i don't know i don't know the answer to that to be honest with you so because if you mr parker mm-hmm. had an idea if you built a new cabinet that no one had ever thought of. And yeah. this is purely hypothetical and it's analogous to your life because you are an excellent woodworker. But let's say you built a cabinet that mm-hmm. no one would have thought of. Everybody wants a piece of and you made a million dollars your first year. Yeah. The government knocks at your door and says, hey, so I know you made a million dollars this year, but we need $200,000 of that because – Based on what you've made, we need to give that back to the community. What's the difference between that and then me going to work 40 hours a week and I'm taking 20% anyways? That's it's a good just, point. Yeah. So what's, what is the difference? Because the it's difference not it's is, not something I created, no, but it is my time and it is something that I'm providing. It's a, absolutely. And I'm not saying that it's the... Okay, so we're talking about two different things. We're talking about taxation right now. Yeah, now we're So, you're earlier you were talking about taking their billions that they had made and redistributing. Yeah, them. I'm not necessarily Well, I'm not necessarily saying that needs to okay, happen. Okay, because either. they're already being taxed. Yeah. Are you saying that the well, tax taxes needs to be higher? Because it already At is. a certain point taxes are very 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 in favor of the wealthy though. At, at a certain point, you actually stop paying federal taxes, and it's not a very high point. It's yeah, in the hundreds. At, uh, look it's, at our dear president. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's like barely over a hundred thousand. You start, you don't have to, or like at some point past hundred thousand dollars. At least this is what somebody said in school. I learned about this like back in college at one point, but I'm pretty sure at a certain point they stop taxing you, and it's not a very high point of wealth. It doesn't take a lot to stop getting taxed by the federal government. Now then, and then also, there's also ways to get around that. I mean, a lot of places. I mean, I know my my dad's office. Uh, there's like some pretty wealthy investors there, and they drive really nice cars. And guess where all the plates are from? Okay, so that Florida, brings up man. a good point. So, so, so if you have a way to avoid paying state taxes, and you do that, so the next thing you know, you're not paying state taxes, you earn enough money to where you eventually stop paying federal taxes, you actually don't pay taxes at a certain point. You're just in, like accumulating wealth. And that accumulation of wealth creates, you know, when when there's people in poverty, what what is when is that unethical? That accumulation of wealth at a certain point when you like it's like the idea that if all the billionaires in the world got together and gave a portion of their income and just gave a certain amount of their income they could actually end poverty you're and I, you're right I, i'm not saying that it's ever going to happen it won't and i'm not saying it's their it's and again it's is it their responsibility too i mean you have to pull up that side of it is it their responsibility to end poverty all they did was came up with a good idea like you said they it was their idea it was their concept that they were able to work hard and project I think that's a little different than the tax bracket you're referring to. Yeah. Because you're absolutely right. Let's say, let's say hypothetically, your dad makes a hundred grand a year. Just hypothetically, your dad makes a hundred thousand a year. Gotcha. If he's taxed the same as his boss, who makes like four hundred thousand a year, or five hundred thousand a year, or even a million a year. Yeah. That's messed up. I totally see that. I totally see where you're coming from. Yeah. There should be an incre- there should be tax brackets that are proportionate to, to your wealth. Yeah. Rather than a flat tax. There's a lot of people that talk about a flat There are there are people that I know that I respect very much that are wealthier than me and that hustle that work their butt off 
or their wealth, mm-hmm. and they want a flat tax. And I flat under- tax percentage or flat tax flat amount? Flat tax percentage or flat tax amount. One flat tax two. amount is where but like a flat tax percentage though. Like ten percent of ten percent of somebody that makes thirty thousand dollars a year is a lot. Well, I don't know. Ten percent. It's less money. It is less money, but it's the same portion of your income. Is that fair? Does a flat tax make sense? Well, there should be tax brackets, but a flat tax rate. Well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough, man. I, I again, I am not an economic. I'm not an economist, so it's hard for me to say. Like, I don't. I don't know what the effect would be if you, instead of doing a, uh, I don't know, if you, if you did a flat tax, I don't know what the effect would be. I don't know if there would be benefits, like negatives, I don't know. I mean, if you're already living in poverty, what's the difference? I mean, now, if they take 20% of your wealth or in, if they're... 20% a lot. That's a lot, but that is close to what taxes are, man. So a flat tax is difficult too because if you're already not making a lot of wealth and then you have a large portion of your your wealth going to taxes, it's tough. But I mean, it depends. Like I'm not saying that there needs to be a flat tax rate. I'm I'm saying that the more money you make, not necessarily the more percentage. It doesn't. You don't need to be giving half of your wealth. I'm not asking. I, I would never assume that. I guess, but I do think that there needs to be a system in place. It's like with the, uh, in my opinion, like the college system. Like, you can give money back on student loans, but unless you fix the problem at its source, which is ridiculously high student loans going to stu- like Ridiculously high tuition. Ridiculous, yeah, sorry. Ridiculously <laughs> Tuition high. is ridiculous. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, there's a, well, that is Two children. Whole, I mean, you were giving it to children. We like, can, I we don't, can have an hour-long conversation I know how ridiculous yeah. tuition is. Oh, yeah, tuition is extremely expensive, and I know that, like, we're young, we're 25. I mean, that's not very old, but 18 is a child. When I was yes. 18, I was not in the right yes. mindset to make good choices. And, and taking, I know people with hundred thousand dollars of student loans ridiculous. making 40 grand a year not even absolutely and they're, ridiculous and they are struggling to pay their student their student loan debt is almost as expensive as my mortgage like that's how how that's how much you are like having people pay in student loans every month is my mortgage i mean it shouldn't cost you the same amount to live as it does to go to school but that's just me. Anyways, yeah, I think uh, there should be a redistribution of taxes, not necessarily a redistribution of wealth. Maybe that's – and I, again, am not an economist and don't know enough about taxes to to know that. But I do know that if that's what's happening, then we, we kind of need to re – like if people are getting $600 from the government, which is not a lot of money, to be honest with you, then – that need it. These people can't afford their rent and their rent is going to, it's bound to be more than $600 a month. Like you give them a $600 check. My rent's more than 600. (laughs) My mortgage is more than 600. That's the thing, man. It's, it's six. What is $600 going to do? If, if you lost your job tomorrow and you had no money, you were struggling to make ends meet. And the government was like, here's $600, Quentin. Six hundred dollars would it's better pay. than nothing. I will agree, and, and you can use you can make that argument that hey, it's better than nothing. I'll agree. Yeah, six hundred dollars is better than nothing, but it is not enough to live. 
every other first world country in the world, with the exception of the United States, is taking care of its citizens. And because of that, you do not see nearly as much violence as you do in the United States compared to the rest of the world. Now, I, I don't mean violent. When I violence say, comes from video when games. When I say yeah. vi- <laughs> violence only comes from <laughs> violence only comes from video games dude. and TV and movies and music. Yeah, dude, I was playing Marilyn Mario the Manson. other day. I was playing Mario the other day, and he took his hat off and threw it at another, at like an enemy, and it made me want to do that. And that's how violence spreads. It's true. I'm playing Mario. I've often wanted to jump on turtles. Yeah, man. You're just like, look at that turtle. Look at that mushroom. You're like, look at this mushroom. (laughs) Make me want to take mushrooms and jump on turtles. No, you just want to jump on (laughs) mushrooms, man. You're just like, you're like, look at this mushroom. Screw you, mushroom. (laughs) Um, but uh, no. So you don't see nearly as much civil unrest in the as you do in other nations than you do in the United States. And most of that is because quite a few people don't have anything better to do. Then go out and do something bad. Because <laughs> because in other countries, when the business was shut down by the government, the government said, Hey, you can't you can't stay open because there's an epidemic. The government then provided money to those business owners to give to their employers. They gave them employees. Pay- employees excuse me they also paid people to stay home and they also didn't let those businesses go under in canada they're giving people checks every month i think it's either every couple weeks or every month they're giving people checks just to stay at home dude how many people would just stay at home how many of you people at home would just stay at home and do nothing and if you were getting paid yeah if 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 the government said if the government said hey guys like there there's a you know epidemic going on there's a pandemic let's uh let's let's all stay home and all i know i know you need money like i know you need to go to work i know it sucks but hey here's here's compensation for you to stay home and all politics aside Mm -hmm. okay i've been doing a little math a little research on my own the budget the military budget in 2017 2018 i believe was a little over 500 billion the new military budget that was just passed recently is over seven hundred and forty billion, seven hundred and thirty billion. So that's almost what a thirty, forty percent increase in just a few years. Yeah. And why are we spending more money to go at war overseas how, than we are to how many conflicts are we in right now? And 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 the crazy thing is, again, all politics aside, so if we just did and I was in the army. I didn't I I was in I didn't do a lot of active duty time. I was in the reserves. I did some active duty like I did my 2 weeks or whatever. I did some FTXs. I did a lot of training. I went around the country and did a lot of training for different schools. I didn't have a lot of active duty time. I don't have a lot of time in big army, but I do have a lot of time in the reserves. And I know that we spent we spent a lot of dumb money on stupid stuff. And to be honest, a good deal of my career was spent just sitting in a chair, just either listening to e- uh, um, EO stuff or or uh, electric light stuff. orchestra. 
Now, um, EO is equal opportunity stuff. Uh, SHARP is sexual harassment, rape prevention, something like that. Wait, I spent a lot of my time in classes in the reserves. Yeah. Rather than doing, like, good stuff for my nation, you know. Um, and even then, I also know that the the Department of Defense, the military, spends a stupid amount of money on equipment as well. Yeah. So, for example, my job was electronics. I had a specialization in electronics. Whenever we we found a faulty piece of equipment, rather than fixing that piece of equipment, we were taught to just replace it. Um, and not to get in specifics, but the pieces of equipment I was working on were pretty damn expensive and really small. So... This little thing that might have a bad resistor or might have a burnt out chip, rather than replacing that chip, rather than replacing that resistor, we replace that whole little unit that goes into the piece of equipment I was working on. And that whole little unit about the size of my hand would be several thousand dollars. Versus how much for like the, the piece that you if, if you knew what you were doing, if you can just take measurements and figure out what was shorted out or whatever, not even a few dollars. Depending on what the what the equipment was, yeah. of course, but dude, it's it's crazy how much money we spend on the military. And the America has done great things overseas. We've helped we've helped a lot of people get through bad times. We've also done a lot of not great things. Um, we we've, but we've done a little bit of both. We've done a little bit of both, but I think everyone can agree that too much money is spent. On the military, especially, in my opinion, doing things that we really shouldn't be doing. Um, <laughs> you know, we can the the best and brightest people are often asked to do the most dangerous things, and I think that's not the best thing to do for any nation, for yeah. any people, for for humanity as a whole. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but even if we took a little bit of money that we spent on on the military mm -hmm. even if we just tax brackets a little bit and if we were able to if it was possible just to community colleges which are already state sponsored already state run mm -hmm. if we were just to make those two years free give everyone their associates that's exactly how i feel about how it. much money because we America used to be a ahead of manufacturing, ahead of engineering, and we still are. We, we still have got a lot of engineering and manufacturing going on. That's good. But there are countries that we just can't beat because we can't beat their prices, right? Yeah. Uh, we cannot pay the same amount for labor that China is able to afford on labor. Vis-a-vis, -vis, prices will, on their products will never be the same. Yeah. So thinking that America is a manufacturing-based economy is silly. If you are able to get a college student – Two years out the gate, able to get a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar, maybe that's too much. Maybe like a fifty thousand dollar job out of college, no debt. They can buy a house. That'll stimulate the economy. They have a bunch of extra income. They'll have more they, kids. They have more kids. I mean, we are a consumer based economy, and, and the more that people are able to spend on just stuff, and I know they're not, it sounds terrible. They're not drowning in debt either. They're not so. drowning in debt. Yeah, a, a, a good deal of the national debt is not necessarily the debt that the federal government is in deficit, but also the debt that the American people are under as well. Yeah. 
I mean, look at the, I mean, shoot, the housing crisis probably wouldn't have happened if people were able to, rather than $100,000 worth of education that they may not necessarily be using. You know what I mean? How many people? But you also want your and like another thing about that too is I know a lot of people are like, "Hey, why do we make school free?" Like, it you should want your country, your people, like your 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 neighbors, your like your friends. You should want them to be educated. You should want them to have this opportunity of education because that it's that in and of itself is going to stimulate the economy. You're going to bring these people. Not only they're not going to have like a lot of debt, so they're going to be making more money and spending more money, but they're also going to be more educated and providing more opportunity, future opportunity for American people. Educated people, and I'm not saying that you have to be educated to be successful. That's not true at all. There's a lot of uneducated, successful people. Absolutely. I'm saying I that, mean, Bill that, Gates dropped out of college. Um, uh, Steve Jobs dropped out of college. Yeah, I tons, mean, they're very intelligent. There's you tons, do not need to be educated to be intelligent. No, you don't need to be educated to be intelligent. But it does boost intelligence to an extent. And I think it would help stimulate the economy and help give people the means to open businesses that are going to provide more jobs. Or give people the means to understand how to... Um, budget and understand how to find it. And I know like they could teach that in high school, which is technically free. I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think there's, there's other ways that we can help people without saying, Hey, here's four years of college for free or yeah. So can I blow your mind with something that yeah. you might not have known? Mm-hmm. So in 1944, one of the, um, most famous and I think everybody can agree probably the best presidents of the United States, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. During his State of the Union address in 1944 proposed a second Bill of Rights. Mm -hmm. So the first Bill of Rights is the first through the Tenth Amendments, right? Yeah. His second Bill of Rights, and he justified this by saying that this Bill of Rights would, or that the first Bill of Rights had proved inadequate to assure equality in the pursuit of happiness. So this Bill of Rights was to declare an economic Bill of Rights that would specify these specific things. The right to work, which include food, clothing, leisure, and enough income to support all of that. Farmers' rights to fair income. Freedom from unfair competition and, mon- and monopolies, which is funny because uh, Facebook is under scrutiny, a lot of scrutiny right yeah. now for monopolistic practices. Dude, monopolies. Like, it, it is – we so, are starting to see in our country more monopolies. I know they're not – Because the internet is not being regulated to its fullest extent. But going back to this Bill of Rights, so he was uh, – Unemployment, or excuse me, employment. Mm-hmm. The right to employment, which includes enough money to purchase food, clothing, and enough to leisure uh, for leisure. Farmers' rights to fair income, freedom from unfair, un, freedom from unfair competition and monopoly. Monopolies. Freedom from unfair competition and monopolies. Housing rights, medical care, social security. And education. So, 
Those seven things. There's there's two things on there I noticed that are pretty hot topics right now. Yeah, and this and by the way, this was again a something that was proposed by Franklin Delano Roosevelt back in 1944, and he passed away. Um, so this was in January 1944, and he passed away in April of 45, before the war was over, because the war was over in May, I believe, May of 45. Something like that. I might be wrong. Anyways, um, either way, man. I mean, that that was eighty yeah, years. This ago. is again the most pop, probably the most pop. This president was so popular, he was elected three times. No other president in history has been has that happened to. Well, they they can't be elected three times now, exactly, except for FDR. <laughs> he, yeah, he was the exception, man. Now, out of curiosity, what was his political party? He was a Democrat, I believe. Now, that being said. Yeah, he was a he governor was, of New yeah, York. He, he was, was a Democrat. FDR was a Democrat. But that being said, uh, political alignments, or not necessarily alignments, political ideologies have changed quite a bit. Yeah, they go back and forth. Originally, Democrats were the ones that were advocating slave ownership back in the 1800s. Um, so, I mean, politi- political ideologies changed. So yeah, I mean, back in like the Abraham Lincoln was whatever. a Republican. Yeah, I mean, well, back in the 80s, man, they were... Uh, like I know Republicans were a lot more pushing for like social and like equality issues and things like that. So Yeah, but it's a it's a real shame that what's going on right now in our government is driven by politics rather than the will of the people. It's a real shame. Yeah, man. And I I hope that something changes and more than anything, the most important thing that we can do is just be educated, be well-researched into what people believe in and their true history, their true track record, um, because most people suffer from recency bias, right? Yeah. Um, but do you have anything you want to – anything else? Wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Actually, I do, I do have one more thing to yeah. talk about. So, uh, Yeah, I mean, I also recently watched – Actually, never mind. I'm just gonna save it because it's it's about a TV show. We've already finished our topic on TV shows. No, we can we can go back. Might as well. We're here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I last night I watched a, a show called Live from Daryl's House. Have you seen it? Live from Daryl's House. Live from Daryl's House. Is my it dad. on Netflix or uh, no? No, I don't. My dad showed me, and I, I really don't know. I think it's on just TV. Live from Daryl's house. It's Daryl's house. So live from Daryl's house. Daryl Hall is the host. You know who that is? No. Uh, Hall and Oates musical duo. I don't know that. You don't. You don't know Hall and Oates. I do not know Hall and Oates. Anyways, they were they were banned. Uh, pretty, oh, okay. pretty famous band back All in right. the day. Anyways, so Daryl Hall is uh the host of the show, and what he does is he he has people. Um, he collaborates with established artists and newcomers into the music scene, and he has them come on to his show, come over to his house, actually, and they, like, perform. It's really cool. And, uh, like, last night I watched the one with, uh, Sammy Hagar. No way! Yeah, they go down That's to... Cool. They go down to his place in Mexico, actually. So, usually... He's got a place in... Of course, Sammy Hagar has a place Yeah, I'm pretty in sure Mexico. he, like, makes his own... If I'm not mistaken, it was Sammy Hagar, and he made his own, like, tequila and stuff. It was pretty cool. But anyways, uh... 
So I just like watch the the concert part of it, but they like perform. They like play music together. It's really cool, like to see like a lot of bands have been on there. Like the Plain White Tees have been on there. No, yeah, but no, he no so people. he he has in like New York, I guess in upstate New York, uh, Daryl Hall had purchased like two historic homes and moved them onto one property and combined them. Yeah, of course, and and that's where they play, and like that's where they have people and stuff. It's pretty cool, but um, yeah, man, it's kind of interesting just to like see people play. like they were playing covers. They weren't necessarily just playing like they like, you know, Sammy Hagar was in in Van Halen. He was in Van Halen, and like that's uh, that's good. they played like a couple little like Van or like I think they played a couple of his songs. They, I don't know, man. It was just kind of cool to watch. Like I, th- I think it'd be something that you would enjoy. So. That's pretty cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Hey, man. Live at Daryl's house. Live at Daryl's house. It does not have very good reviews online. Well, IMDb gave it 9.1. TV.com gave it a 5.5 for uh, for some reason. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mind Your P's and Q's with Quentin and Parker. And uh, thanks again for joining us, guys. Stay safe out there. Have a great week, and we will uh, talk to you next time. Tune in next week where we have our special guest, uh, Seth Green and Seth McFarlane. It's uh, Revenge of the Seths. Um, They're all coming in to talk to us about how it is to be a Seth. Man, I, that's the question I've always wanted answered, and I am so excited for this. You guys just have to tune in next week. All right, guys. Thanks again. All right. Good night. Bye. Love you. <laughs>